What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode three for the week of February 6th, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all of the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get it started. In case you missed it this week, a Goosebumps live-action TV series is in the works for Disney Plus based on R.L. Stein's very popular series of books. Disney Plus has renewed Doogie Kamialoha, MD, for a second season. And Oscar Isaac says that Marvel's Moon Knight will be a limited series. We're going to discuss these top stories, let you let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week, and bring you our top 10 posts from this week in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment, where we fill you in on all of the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you in just a moment. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Highlights include the premiere of National Geographic's Torn documentary on Disney Plus. Uh, We get the first three episodes of the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu and uh, also on Disney Plus in many countries internationally. Uh, And a new episode of the Disney Plus original series, The Book of Boba Fett, is now available to stream. We'll give a brief review of that later on in the show, along with our first impressions of the Pam and Tommy series. Uh, so first top story, uh, there's a Goosebumps live action TV series in the works, uh, for Disney plus Michelle. Tell me about that. So Disney plus has given the show a 10 episode order and the series follows a group of five high schoolers who unleash supernatural forces upon their town and must all work together. Thanks to, and in spite of friendships, rivalries, and past with each other in order to save it learning much about their own parents teenage secrets in the process so goosebumps is one of the best-selling book series of all times and there's now more than 200 books in total in the series that seems like a lot it is a lot so this will mark the second live action show on disney plus based on rl stein's books so uh the first one was the just beyond series which premiered last october and that was from Stein's graphic novels. Did we watch any of that just beyond? I did. I feel, I feel I, like I, I tried to watch of some of it, but I never saw mm-hmm. it. It was good. It. Did you ever read any of those books? I did. I did back in the day. They were I, good. I, I don't know how to read. Um, <laughs> up next, uh, Disney Plus has renewed Doogie Kamialoha, MD, for a second season. And this was obviously uh, the reboot of the original Doogie Hauser series. Now... I don't know. I I only watched. I think I only watched the first episode of this. The first one wasn't really my cup of tea. But uh, tell it me about the second one. Yeah, it wasn't it, bad. It I wasn't just bad. I never just, got back to finish mm-hmm. it. So this is set in modern day Hawaii, and Doogie Kamahal, MD, a coming of age dramedy inspired by the hit medical series Doogie Hauser, MD, follows Lahala. Uh, Doogie Kamahala, and she's a 16 year old prodigy juggling a budding medical career and life as a teenager. With the support of her caring and comical Ohana, which means family and friends. I know this. <laughs> um, so this stars Peyton Elizabeth Lee, Jason Scott Lee, Kathleen Rose Perkins, Matthew Sato, and more. 
Um, you can still watch season one of the series on Disney+. Plus. There's no uh, release date for the second season yet or anything. They don't even start filming yet, so might have a little bit to wait. But the last, they just released the finale of the first season in, back in November, so it's, it's been a while yeah. for them to announce, you know, whether it was going to be a second season. Oh yeah, or not. usually that's pretty. Yeah, close. it's closer to like the end of like the first season or whatever. But when they'll either announce that hey, this or is quickly done or afterwards. Whatever. Yeah, so it's so. kind of a long time for them to announce that. I would watch a show based on the Ohana restaurant from <laughs> from uh, what is it? Uh, poly- All of the noodles you care to eat. Exactly. <laughs> oh, now I'm hungry. Um, finally, uh, Oscar Isaac says that Marvel's Moon Knight is going to be a limited series, which means that there will not be multiple seasons, which already kind of makes me sad, but, uh, that seems to be like, kind of like the trend on what a lot of different shows have been. So. Yeah. So we know that there are going to be some Marvel Disney plus series that are going to have multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. She Hulk is one of those series that's been rumored to have more than one season so far. The only Marvel Disney plus shows that have been confirmed to have a second season are Loki and the animated series. What if so recently Oscar Isaac, who plays the star in Moon Knight, um, he just gave an interview to Variety and he said, um, I don't know how the process was for you because it's a feature film. We're a limited series. So he basically just confirmed that it's a limited series. So um, obviously this is not set in stone. Things are subject to change and nothing has been confirmed by Marvel or Disney. So we'll just have to wait and see. But this uh, series premieres on Disney Plus on March 30th. And a lot of hype around this. I mean, obviously, all of these shows are, are part of the plan of uh, of a bigger thing. So, um, if if there's a reason for it to be a limited series, that's based on something that's in the works. You got to assume. So, uh, still very excited about that. Uh, gosh, a lot of their limited series have been great. So, I'm, it's cool because it seems like you get these limited series and they're almost just i mean it's like one big kind of long movie it's like movie. one long movie yeah and like i don't even really know what i'm trying to say but like <laughs> like like it works because you get like a really like you don't have like this huge commitment of like season you're after watching season. the big long movie in installments which makes it easier to digest yeah it, it's kind of a it's kind of like a newer concept in in the whole inter- entertainment world of of these limited series that kind of bring push forward a, a bigger story like in these cinematic universes that now mm-hmm. exist. So this is very cool thing. I like it. I'm a big fan. And if you are a big fan and you want to find out more about all of these uh, stories, you can be sure to check out our website, which is Disney plus informer.com. Uh, and that's where we post uh, brand new news stories every single day. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and move on now to our News Blast segment. Michelle, please do me the honor of going first. So Disney Plus has announced that Snowdrop, the highly anticipated original drama series from Korea, will premiere on Disney Plus in the United States, United Kingdom, Ireland, and Canada on February 9th. This is a period drama that explores a forbidden love between a young couple trapped in a time of political turmoil. The 16-part series features Chung Han, Star of Tunnel in Love, and While You're Sleeping, and Blackpink's 
Jisoo. I hope I said that right. Uh, when a blood I wouldn't know if you didn't. <laughs> when a blood-soaked man bursts into the dormitory of a women's university in Seoul, Korea, um, Yin Yong will go against her better judgment and risk being expelled to hide the man from his attackers and tend to his wounds. Unbeknownst to Yin Yong, the man has a harrowing secret that threatens to put her friends and family safety at risk, and the two young lovers will have to work together to overcome the obstacles. So this has already premiered on many uh, Disney Plus markets back in December, and it was among the top five most watched titles in the majority of those markets. So uh, definitely a popular title. I'm looking forward to watching it. Nice. Uh, up first, me. Uh, for me, uh, Disney Plus announced that the Jillian Jacobs directed film More Than Robots, which is an original documentary presented by Supper Club and Disney Plus, and made in partnership with First will premiere at the world-renowned South by Southwest Film Festival on March 14th, uh, and then on Friday, March 18th, the film or the documentary will stream exclusively on Disney+. Plus. More Than Robots follows four teams of teenagers from around the world as they prepare for the 2020 First Robotics Competition. Get to know teams from Los Angeles, Mexico City, and Chibi... Chiba, Japan, as they work towards the goal of taking their unique designs all the way to the highly competitive global championships. Although uh, they are faced with overcoming challenges along the way, such as having limited resources within their community or putting everything on hold because of a worldwide pandemic, the kids persevere and learn that there is a lot more to the competition than just robots. That sounds like it'll be really cool. Yeah. So Seth MacFarlane's Epic Space Adventure series, The Orville, returns this year exclusively as a Hulu original series. Set 400 years in the future, The Orville New Horizons finds the crew of USS Orville, continues their mission of exploration as they navigate both the mysteries of the universe and the complexities of their own interpersonal relationships. So this was originally supposed to premiere on Hulu on March 10th. For whatever reason, now it's been delayed and it's been pushed back to Thursday june 2nd um they did release a sneak peek so you can check that out on disney plus disneyplusinformer.com and it's basically the first uh formats of the intro of the first episode so you get a really long sneak peek i love this series it's so great um season three will consist of 10 episodes and the first two seasons of the Orville are available to stream now on Hulu. And if you haven't watched it yet, definitely check it out. I still have to catch up on that. I like I like everything I've seen. I'm just I love it because it's comedy, it's adventure, it's sci-fi, it's drama. It's like they just pack everything all together and it and it works. It's good. It is. It's it's like it, it kind of like gives you different vibes of different uh shows, like mm-hmm. a little bit of Star Trek in there, a little bit of just like comedy that yeah, you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and sometimes you kind and of get like that old like 70-ish it, Star Trek vibe it, to it. It, it, but it adds a lot of it. stuff that feels familiar to feel completely uh-huh. unique and Seth MacFarlane's great. So, yes, he is. Uh, I, I definitely still have to catch up on that uh, but definitely look forward to doing so and checking out uh, that next uh, season coming soon. Um, for me, uh, Hulu has ordered a new musical romantic comedy series titled Up Here. This eight-episode series comes from the Tony-winning Tony winning playwright Stephen Levinson uh, from Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, Danielle Sanchez-Witzel, uh, who you might know from The Carmichael Show or My Name is Earl. And Tony-winning Hamilton director Thomas Kale and Oscar Emmy and Grammy-winning duo Kristen Anderson-Lopez 
and Robert Lopez uh, from Frozen and WandaVision fame. Uh, the series is also likely to be likely to be released on internationally on Disney Plus. According to Variety, this show is set in New York City in the waning days of 1999, following the extraordinary story of one ordinary couple as they fall in love, discover that the single greatest obstacle to finding happiness together might just be themselves and the treacherous world of memories, obsessions, fears, and fantasies that lives inside their heads. Casting for this is currently underway. I'd like to throw my name out there. I think I would be great in this role. <laughs> so Disney announced that Marvel's Loki series would return to Disney Plus for a second season back in July. There has not been much details that have been revealed for the second season yet. However, there have been several sources just recently that have indicated that filming will begin in June of this year and continue through the end of the year. So uh, there has been no release date given for the second season, but because of this filming, I would expect it to arrive on Disney Plus sometime in 2023. Sounds about right. Uh, this February, which is what we're currently in, uh, in honor of Black History Month, uh, the Disney Bundle will continue its promise of amplifying black stories across Disney+, Hulu, and ESPN+, all year long, with new and shared content in each service's always-on Black Stories collection. Uh, Disney Plus will unlock content from across the Disney Bundle, offering its U.S. subscribers some of the most popular, popular contemporary series, documentaries, and specials in its Celebrate Black Stories collection, Onyx Collective and Searchlight Pictures award-winning documentary Summer of Soul, ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary Dion's Double Play, ABC's recent reimagining of The Wonder Years and more will begin streaming on Disney Plus later this month. Uh, in addition, Disney Plus will debut the highly anticipated original series The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, on February 23rd. The series Always On Collection also includes Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Panther, Black is King, Soul, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella, and even more spotlighting black characters, creators, and voices. Very important that uh, they continue to push that uh, those types of uh, shows forward. Uh, there's a lot of great stories, and, and we've got a full list on our website of uh, a lot of the different ones that are coming along with uh, reviews about them, and there's a lot of really good stuff in there, mm -hmm. like The Wonder Years. Mm -hmm. like, I was such a big fan of The Original Wonder Years, and definitely looking forward to checking that out along with some of the other ones that are on there. So there you go. So the soundtrack for Disney's Encanto is spending a third non-successive week at number one on the album chart. And the hit song from the album, We Don't Talk About Bruno, has reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. This marks the first time a song from a Disney movie has reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 since A Whole New World from Aladdin in 1993. And in case you're wondering what about Frozen's hit song, Let It Go, that only reached number five back in 2014. How did that only reach number five? <laughs> that song was literally everywhere for like right? three years. I'm still singing it. I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't a six-year-old girl, but I, <laughs> like, I feel like that that song was everywhere. Anyway, uh, I'm really excited about one of these two things here. Uh, so the Proud Family and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers complete series uh, box sets are coming out soon. Uh, so 20 years later, Relive the Adventures of the Proud Family, all 52 episodes of the original series available on digital February 15th with the anniversary collection seven-disc DVD set coming March 15th. 
Uh, you can rewatch the complete original series before The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, which is the highly un- anticipated revival, premieres February 23rd on Disney+. And then, I'm so excited about this, we've got <laughs> Chip and Dale, uh, Rescue Rangers, all 65 episodes of the original series uh, is available on digital and six-disc Blu-ray set arriving February 15th. Blu-ray, like, for that. Is... I know what I want for my birthday. Well, I had I had uh, <laughs> some of the... I was a huge Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers fan when I was a kid. I could sing the theme song right now if you'd like. I won't. Okay, go but I... for it. Can you some do it in uh, 30 times, seconds? Some crimes... Go slipping through the <laughs> tracks, but these two gum shoes. Okay, okay yeah, I, I I know it. Anyway, I I had those on DVD. It's really cool. That it's coming out on Blu-ray, so I might have to check that out. I loved Rescue Ranger. It was so good. So a new animated series is in development at Disney Plus, based on the Star Wars Lost Stars novel. Lost Stars was first published in 2015 and was written by Claudia Gray. The highly popular book was marketed towards young adults and follows two Imperial Academy recruits as they are thrust into the Imperial conflict with the rebellion. It closely follows the Battle of Jakku and events before it. Um, This is a rumor right now. Nothing has been confirmed by Lucasfilm or Disney, but Disney Plus has had many successful animated Star Wars projects so far, including the Clone Wars, Star Wars Visions, and the Bad Batch, which just got renewed for a second season. Um, so we'll keep you updated if this like is officially confirmed. They, the, it was, what is the word I'm trying to say? Uh, Bad Batch, uh, well-deserved second season that they yeah, were just that given. Yeah, that was really good. The Bad Batch was great. Uh, finally for me, uh, Spike Lee is going to direct a multi-part documentary on former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick for ESPN. Production has already started on the project. Uh, Kaepernick, you may uh may remember the news signed an overall first look deal with the walt disney company in july 2020 the deal includes a documentary series in partnership with kaepernick's very own production company raw vision media kaepernick who has never given a full first person account of his journey is collaborating closely with lee who plans to use extensive new interviews in a vast never before seen archive uh, to help kaepernick tell his story from his perspective feel like that's uh he's kind of been a controversial figure um over the past few years so it might be interesting to hear uh you know something from his perspective his story so looking forward to that and uh i guess uh that's going to do it for 10 and 10 um finally uh i guess in this episode we're going to discuss and give a quick review of the uh first three episodes of the new Hulu series, Pam and Tommy, as well as the newest episode of uh, The Book of Boba Fett, which we're really enjoying, uh, Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 6. Uh, Michelle, I know that you were really excited about uh, Pam and Tommy after you watched the trailer, so I was too. What did you think? Yeah, so when I first heard that they were doing this series, I wasn't too excited until I saw the trailer and I was kind of blown away. It was not what I was expecting. So this review, and you can help me out because we watched this together. This is based on the first three episodes. This is for an audience of 18 Ages 18 and up, so keep that in mind. Yeah, it's not for not, not for children, for sure. Right, and this is um, this series will be eight episodes in total. So, this is set in the Wild West early days of the internet. 
Pam and Tommy is based on the incredible true story of the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape. Stolen from the couple's home by a disgruntled contractor, the video went from underground bootleg VHS curiosity to full-blown global sensation when it hit the web in 1997. A love story, crime caper, and cautionary tale rolled into one. The eight-part original limited series explores the intersection of privacy, technology, and celebrity, tracing the origins of our current reality TV era to a stolen tape seen by millions but meant to have an audience of just two. So Lily James stars as Pamela Anderson, who is best known for playing CJ on Baywatch. And then Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee, who's probably best known as being the drummer for Motley Crue. I would say that that's probably what he's best known for, yes. <laughs> and then Seth Rogen plays the disgruntled contractor uh, who ended up stealing the tape. Yeah. So um, most of the story comes from an article that was published in Rolling Stone magazine back in 2014, which detailed the whole story and everything that happened. And then a lot of uh, details also came from Tommy Lee's book, which was called Tommyland. And it was like basically his memoir. And a lot of stuff was taken out of there, too. So the showrunners and actually Lily James, they reached out to Pamela Anderson, but she never responded. Um, so they were never to, able to get her insight on the series or anything like that. But Sebastian Stan actually did connect with Tommy Lee. And he, Tommy Lee did seem like he was kind of in support of the series. Which um, I, I want to interject. Okay. So the fact that uh, like I, I've read a lot online and, and there are a lot of people in understandably so that do find the fact that uh, this series went ahead without Pamela's permission permission or involvement or blessing mm-hmm. they find that problematic which I completely understand because I mean mm-hmm. this it, is a very it, sensitive think, thinking back to the, to the whole thing I mean obviously there was some uh, there was some controversy about whether or not Pam and Tommy were actually, I think, um, in any way, like, made money off of this. Like, there there was a lot of, like, misinformation or whatnot about it. But, like, I mean, I, I think that uh, it, it's pretty safe to say that she never approved of any of that. She never um, was intended or never intended for any of that to get out. So, like, I mean, you do have to look at this entire series and this entire story yes this is entertainment now but this will did like actually like affect someone well in, and that's what life. i like about this is they did approach it with kind of delicacy and taking that into consideration they, they, they definitely they definitely did i'm just saying like you know this was her story that mm-hmm. she didn't want she didn't want told so no matter how carefully they um they did approach the story, and I and I I agree that they they did in a, a very very good way. They very, wanted to be very respectful. They they, and... they, they did, but um, you, you can't. I don't feel, I don't feel like you can talk about this series without the caveat of it's a super personal. Pamela Anderson story. never intended for this to come out, so like, you know, like it has that uh, undertone to the whole thing. So just just think about that when you're when you're watching it because there is uh, that whole thing there and none of it feels right when you think about it from that perspective but go ahead sorry okay so episode one basically revolves around uh seth rogan who plays the contractor uh 
revolved kind of around his story, and um, I have to say that he stole the show. Like, oh, he's so he, good. It was so refreshing to see him play this kind of role because we're kind of used to seeing him play this like dumb stoner type of role, and he has so yeah. much more to him. And I just, I was like so happy to see. Oh my god, and he rocks a mullet. <laughs> he, he's got some really great hair in this, and yeah, he gives he gives a performance that uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of his movies, and I, I would say like yeah, he's always kind of played that same kind of cast and character and this is just different for him and he nails it he absolutely he does nails nail it, it. The i love time. it um and then episode two kind of digs deep into how pam and tommy met yeah if that, and if how that, their relationship formed yeah and because these two are so good at doing at portraying these real life people like i actually felt like i was doing something wrong like i was looking in at seeing somebody's private intimate relationship which, but i shouldn't be because which it kind seems of speaks, so real but which, but that does it speaks, it speaks to what i said to, about originally yeah. is that like and because they really just nailed the portrayal of those characters mm-hmm. or not character the, those real people right. they they nailed the portrayal of that that it does it feels like you're intruding there is times when you're like am i watching a show or is this pam and captivating like you just wanted to keep watching it was totally captivating i was i i i absolutely loved it um so and then in episode three we kind of uh see a little bit more of pam and tommy's relationship and we also see how seth rogan took the tape and his idea to explore and put it on yeah, the so, World Wide Web. So if like time. if episode one introduce introduces us to uh, the character that Seth Rogen plays, and you know what uh, led to the stealing of uh, I guess, the safe that included the infamous sex tape, which you um, said they didn't even in real life they didn't so, know it yeah, was so missing for I, like three I, months. I read or that something. yeah, like uh, supposedly. It was somewhere along the lines of like three months after the the actual like burglary, because I mean that's what it was. He he broke into their house and and stole this. It was some somewhere along the lines of three months before they supposedly even knew that this was missing. I mean, it, and I don't know if the the in the series it portrays like he wheeled out like this gigantic <laughs> like gun safe type yeah. thing. Like it was a big safe. Like how do you? How do you have so much that you don't realize that your giant safe in the garage is gone? So, I mean, whether or not that that is completely accurate, I don't know. But like, yeah, if if really that was three months later, that's just kind of crazy. But anyway, like, what I say, like season one or first episode, it kind of starts off with like introducing this character, this person who was doing work. The second episode kind of delves into the Pam and Tommy like meeting each other like when and having this whirlwind like romance getting married right away then season or episode three kind of like delves into okay now we've got this tape and what are we going to do about it yeah Yeah, so very very well structured those first three episodes keeps you on the edge of your seat absolutely i i love this and part of this is the prep work i found fascinating so stan and james spent hours watching interviews of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee just to nail down their voices just right and their mannerisms and everything. Uh, Sebastian Stan took three hours in makeup every day and two of those hours were just applying tattoos. Every day he was having like 
temporary tattoos. Put and on then he spent months mode. learning how to play the drums and then trying to learn how to do that drumstick twirl that Tommy Lee did. I find that fascinating. Um, they both screamed into pillows in their trailers while filming so they could get that raspy voice. Um, Anderson, or Lily James, who portrayed Anderson, she spent four hours in the makeup chair. And she got prosthetic chest, forehead, um, dental pieces. Um, that transformation I just find astonishing. Like, how much she looks like her and sounds like her is just crazy. The, the, first of all, she did... So far, at least in in the the episodes that we have watched, she does an amazing job of portraying, like, you can tell that it's not Pamela Anderson, (laughs) but boy, she sure does not only look like her, they they did the great job with the the hair, the makeup. I, I was reading how they even took uh took special care to ensure that in this uh in the series that when her hair was wet that it had the same look and textures of what was shown like when Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. like back in the day was when her hair was wet like like it's just it looked she looks phenomenal looks uncannily like her but it's not just that the the voice the mannerisms the the action. And also she portrays her with so much more depth you yeah. know, like, you know, you just really feel for, you know, they're, they're not just portraying her as like some kind of sex symbol, which I really admire. Like, you know, she, she, she nails it. Like, like in, in the, the first three episodes, like, yeah, she really nails portraying the person that's behind that persona. And like, I, I don't know. I, I, I could see, um, you know, when when awards come out like i could see this being overlooked just because of like possibly like some of like you know just because of the underlying story mm-hmm. and where it all came from but she, lily james deserves like she deserves mm-hmm. an emmy for this she's phenomenal in her portrayal and so the far. makeup artist too and the make they they will definitely win <laughs> for, for some makeup yes so, and then I just want to talk about the soundtrack real quick because the music in it is just amazing. So you have everything from Nine Inch Nails to those 90s dance songs that were so popular back in the day. Peggy Lee, Belinda Carlisle, um, a ton more. I just love all the songs that it just kind of pumps you up as you're watching it. Um, Agreed. There is one bizarre scene in episode two. I'm not oh, going to say what it is because yeah. I think we have a family rating. But if you watch this, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Again, this, this series is, is not... If yeah, you have but, kids, then it's no, not for no, kids. But, no. but saying this, like, this, was, this wasn't made up. This was actually based on something that they got off of Tommy Lee's memoir. So you'll know when you see it. You'll be like, oh, that's what she's talking about. So uh, anyway, I found this fascinating i found it captivating i found it admirable i loved how delicate delicately they uh portrayed the them and i, I just um i would give this a 9.5 out of 10 um so so far yeah like i completely agree yeah. with that uh going oh, hit my microphone uh going back to what i said initially like yes you have to to look at that through is is, is the same look at it through rose tinted lenses like um you know uh, understand that this was not a, a story that was probably ever meant to be told so you know think about that like but 
as far as what they've done, the story that they've told, the performances easily like I, I i this is so good and i can't wait to, to finish watching it i i would give it a, mm-hmm. a nine out of ten okay. and i i'm super excited to, to finish it and we also have a written review on our website on disney plus informer.com this was written by uh matt jones who writes a ton of so yeah, reviews he, on our site and he does the most detailed amazing reviews so he's, sure he's a professional he's a professional reviewer we're not professional reviewers <laughs> this is just like our opinion so yeah like if you want to look at his review in more detail that it's it's really good. So yeah, you'll you you'll see his opinion, and I'm sure that it matches up a lot with uh, mm-hmm. what uh, what we're seeing too. But uh, anyway, yeah, Pam and Tommy can't wait. This to is finish a must this. watch for me. I would say. Well, I've always I was always a huge Motley Crue fan, and mm-hmm. uh, being a teenage boy in the '90s when Baywatch was popular, I uh, I knew who Pamela Anderson was. I was a big fan of the series. Did you have a poster in your room? No. <laughs> Because I didn't have any room because I only I had already had a Jenny McCarthy poster oh, on my okay. wall. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Uh, so th- that was our first review. Uh, up next, we've got our review of the, the. I mean, what's more to say? We've really, really enjoyed this series, uh, and that's uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we just watched the most recent episode of this together. In case you haven't seen it, definitely. Um, stop listening or fast forward to the end because there's going to be some spoilers on this. So tell me about the latest episode of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So episode six, this was titled from the desert comes a stranger. This was directed by Dave Filoni. And I think this was really, uh, highly anticipated because I mean, Dave Filoni, oh my gosh. So whenever we do that, he was directing this episode and he did not disappoint. This was the episode of all cameos. So we start off and we see um, Cobb Vanth, who is played by Timothy Elephant mm-hmm. and uh, on Tatooine, and he has this run-in with the Pike Syndicate. So um, they are running spices through Mos Pelga, which is a which is now known as Freetown. Yeah, and uh, basically Cobb makes it known that he is the marshal and you know, does not want them running their spices through his town. And uh, you in my town on, today, boy. <laughs> Mando visits uh, Cobb Vanth, and he's looking for help to enlist his help for uh, Boba's cause. Looking for a little extra muscle, yeah. So um, after Din leaves, we see the silhouette walking towards Cobb from the desert, and it turns out to be the legendary bounty hunter, Cad Bane. So this was his first live action um, debut. He was seen in the Clone Wars. He was last seen in the Bad Batch where he tried to kidnap uh, Omega. I, I would like to say and that they really nailed the look. Of I love it. Live and action. what's really cool is they got Corey Burton, who originally voiced the animated same voice versions. Actor, right? same, yeah. yeah, same voice actor, which is really cool. So he basically threatens Cobb to stay out of the Pike Syndicate's way. And there's this standoff type duel thing. Um, and Cad Bane kills Cobb's deputy, and then he wounds, if not kills Cobb. We don't know for they, sure. They, they make it look like he's killed. Yeah, him, but... but I'm kind of thinking he's still. You're, there. you're not taking out yeah. Tim of the Oliphant's character <laughs> like that without more fanfare. So moving on for that, we also see Mando, and he's on his way to visit Grogu. As he lands on Luke's planet. He meets up with R2 where he says that he's looking for Skywalker and mm-hmm. he wants to see the kid. 
And we see these ant droids in the background. They're building, um, which I'm thinking is the Jedi training school that Luke had. I think they do mention that that that's going to be their new training area. And so basically Mando waits and he's, and R2 shuts down, which I think is so cute because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be bothered with questions. So he just shuts down. And so Mando's just sitting there waiting. And who does he wake up and find but Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. So and basically she's warning him of Grogu's attachment to him and his training and why it's not a good idea for Mando to see him um, because it would be a distraction to his training. Yeah. And after that conversation, Mando takes that into consideration and he leaves without seeing Grogu, which is just heartbreaking. But he does leave behind that chain link armor mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. made in the la- that was the last episode. Yeah. Right? yeah. So and then also in this episode, we see a uh, DH Luke Skywalker again. This time is so much better than the season two finale. The the CGI <laughs> the technology's the, gotten a lot better. The, the Oh, oh, the relative short time frame from the end of that to when they would have made this, like, I mean, that that last episode of The Mandalorian was, what, December of last year, and now here we are a little over a year later. Unbelievable how much just the visual difference. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, you can still tell that it's, like, it's obviously... CGI or whatever, but the improved. <laughs> like I love this technology. Yeah. I love that it gives us the ability to see, you know, these characters, you know, in modern day. Like, it, like it allows like the timelines of these stories to be told years and years after, after he portrayed that character. Awesome, and you. It's exciting because you know that 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 uh, technology is only going to improve. So, oh, like, yeah, I, I, like. Just the difference, like if you haven't seen it yet and you watched that episode of The Mandalorian, the finale of the last season, wow, like you can just instantly tell, wow, this is better. Absolutely. So uh, what I love is, and we see Skywalker and he's training Grogu and we see some, you know, some look into that. And what's really cool is they give back some, uh, like, um, it's kind of reminiscence to Empire Strikes Back where... yeah. Um, we we saw like Luke the training you, you're um, talking had about, right? Yoda on his back like in a little bit and he, like you see that again yeah. and there's just so much that kind of like reminds the, you the, of that. the little like, floating really cool. uh, the floating uh, training droid that mm-hmm. fires yeah like, the lasers. yeah yeah like that that's like kind of like is that the first Star Wars movie where Luke's like mm-hmm. trying to learn and he's With on the, the light they're on the Millennium yeah. Falcon and he's like blindfolded yeah yeah so that's really cool to see and it just it brings back a lot of memories. So, and then in this episode's final scene, we see Luke and he presents Grogu with Mando's gift with the armor, mm-hmm. armor, and then he also presents him with Yoda's lightsaber and tells him he must choose one path or the other, Jedi or Mandalorian, that he can't have both. And that's our cliffhanger. We don't know what Grogu's going to choose. We don't. I, 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 what do you and think he's going to choose? Episode, well, I mean, I know what I want him to choose. You want him back with the Mandalorian. That's my favorite duo. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but. Um, I, I've, I've read and seen things online where, uh, you know, people are, are very, um, 
they're enjoying uh, this these these past couple of episodes. People are also complaining because uh, you know this is the the book of Boba Fett, and the last couple of episodes has nothing yeah. to do with Boba Fett and. A lot of people are saying, well, like these past couple of episodes have been the strongest of it, of the, the series, which kind of, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, negates the whole Boba Fett. And a lot of people are but just saying like a lot of this just is just kind of like fan I just service. Think it's, well, no, say I, I think it's because people enjoyed the Mandalorian so much and we're so much wanting more of it that we're enjoying seeing these little pieces of the Mandalorian because it's been so long and we just want to see well, it more. No, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, don't... I, I agree with that, but like, I mean, a lot of people are saying that, you know, that this is, you know, what's the point of the book of Boba Fett if it's just going to be more of the Mandalorian and the the parts that had yeah. Boba Fett? Like, like I get that, but like, I, I've I've enjoyed the. Obviously, I think that these past couple of episodes, I've enjoyed them more than like some of the the Boba Fett stuff, but I also have really liked that too. I I think it's really interesting how they're trying to tie it all in together. And um, I I look forward, I I think that like going forward, you'll see, you know, it's all going to like, they may be different uh, titled series, but I think you're going to see it all kind of like weave into the same story. So like it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter. I've got all the faith in the world that uh, John Favreau yeah. and, and all the, these other people involved are, are gonna d- end up delivering because they have so far, and I've like yeah, there's been some peaks and valleys in the entire uh, this this series so far, but really, really have enjoyed the past couple of episodes. I do love, uh, even though there were some less interesting parts earlier on in this season, like I still do like the the Boba Fett narrative and storyline. And I really think that they're going to deliver in, in this last uh, episode that's coming up. So, I do too. Uh, what, if you had to rate... 9.5. I know 9. I said that for a point. But yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, let me think. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 9. I, I, I think... I think it's absolutely... It's one of my favorites. Absolutely fantastic. And my gosh, Grogu, he, he still is... <laughs> cute as day one and i i even though um you know the the de-aged luke skywalker in this i mean like you well can we still were just talking about this the other day and i know there's a lot of discrepancy about this and people are like why don't they just bring a brand new actor and so it doesn't look so fake or cgi like sebastian, it's just sebastian stan. stan because he, he actually does have like him. He, a strong resemblance to the young luke he could do a really well job with this i no doubt about it but what i was saying to you i'm like if i saw that finale episode of season two of the mandalorian and some other actor came in portraying being luke skywalker would not have had that same impact on me because they've gone down the path that they have yeah it just would not have the same impact it's like no way it's it, it means it, so much more to see it. The, the, there is a part of me as a uh, as a lifelong Star Wars fan that you know all all these years later, seeing e- even though you know that it's CGI and it, it's it's not the same. Like, and, and we recently rewatched the last. Episode I had to watch it because of, of I, the yeah. Mandalorian season two. Uh, like, there, there's part of that that just really brings out like some weird emotion of like like this character is here mm-hmm. again and like it just like it like 
it it, it can almost like I, I like brings tears to your eyes in like oh, some weird way. Me. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. like it, it's just like a very powerful mm-hmm. character that has meant so much to to obviously like lots of people over the years. So it's just really, it, I I love how they're able to do it and um. You know, like I said, the the technology has obviously improved so much in just like a little over a year that I, I really think that that's just something that's going to continue getting better. So, uh, yeah, they're very like very excited too. to see where they're going to go with that in the future. Uh, we've run on way too long for this, <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us this up ep- for this episode this week. Um, be sure to take a moment if, if you could rate, review our, our rate, review and subscribe to our podcast. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, be sure to check out our website, Disney You spell out the plus P L U S in case you don't know how to spell plus you'll get all the latest news, rumors, uh, reviews, release schedules, and more every single day that's being updated. You can email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MoreDisneyPlus. Stop by and visit our Facebook page. We would love to see you there. We're going to get out of here. So we will see you next time. Thank you again. We'll, we'll see, see you later. later. Bye. Bye.